0: To Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supported environment. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. And I am here with, well, this is Shannon, obviously, and I am here with a good number of the Book Bistro crew. We have roughly half of us. We have Nika, Christine, who isn't with us very often, and Brooke today. And then next week, you will hear from a number of the rest of us as we talk about our 2020 reading, kind of a year in review. We are wrapping up this fantastic mess of a year that is 2020. So to end the year, we'll have two weeks of just kind of our reading highlights. So I'm going to start out with the usual housekeeping information. Then Brooke will tell you about her reading year, followed by me. And Christine and then Mika will wrap it up for us. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners you can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is Podcast at gmail.com.
1: So this year has been a little bit different for me. I'm normally uh, kind of like a thriller, crime um, psychological like just th- those kind of books but I have read some thrillers um, I my favorites in that category were probably um, Three Perfect Liars by Heidi Perks and nice. The Runaway by Holly Overton I really really enjoyed them um, but I, this year it's been really different for me I did a a couple of reading challenges and they really got me out of my usual. So I did, I found I was reading a lot of fantasy this year. So I read um, things like um, the Harbinger series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Um, I read the Mercy Thompson series by Patricia Briggs, which a lot of people would be surprised that I've never read it till now. And also I read um, there's the Kelly Armstrong I think women of, I think it's women of the other world. Yes. And then we've also got like, um, I've I've been introduced to Alona Andrews. So those were kind of some of the series that I looked at this year in fantasy. And there were many other things. Um, I read some good memoirs. I think my favorite was Know My Name, a memoir by Chanel Miller. But I also read Me by Elton John and I read um, Betty White's memoir, which was really neat because uh, she talks a lot about her history in, in the uh, industry and stuff like that. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, some of the other things that I checked out this year was Romance, which is not really my thing. But I I found some really good books this year. I, ch- I read... Um, where Sea Meets Sky by Karina Holly. Um, I liked a couple books by Christina Lauren and a couple by Kimri Martin. So, those were, that was a new genre for me, really. But um, this year was also kind of sad because we also we saw the end of the um, An Ember in the Ashes series by Saba Tahir. And we also saw the end of the Alex Craft series by Kalena Kalena Price, sorry. Um, But then we also saw the new Sarah J. Moss series come out, which I was really excited about. Yes. So I think it's called the Crescent.
0: So the city, the, the series is Crescent City. yeah just first book is house of earth and blood
1: that's what it is yeah so we got to see that new series come out which i was really excited because i love 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 sarah j moss and that's really a lot of my reading i i read oh yeah i I read a bunch of cozy mysteries so we have like the um coffee house mysteries which talks about coffee it's a set in a cafe in uh, New York city. So you get to see like the different parts of New York city as well. And then there was also the cupcake bakery mysteries by what's her name, Um, Jennifer McKinley. That's what it is. And that was a really awesome series as well because they have recipes for cupcakes at the end. So I was pretty excited about that. So that was pretty much my year this year.
0: So Brooke is very modest and she will not share with you the astounding number of books that she has read this year, but she just finished her Goodreads challenge and has read like 650 books this year, which Yay, just makes Brooke. her like the Veloci <laughs> reader of Book Bistro.
1: It, <laughs> helps, it helps that I read a lot of uh, eBooks because I can read them fast. Where if I was to read audio or read them like in printer, or braille or something like that that i would definitely be reading a lot slower yes
0: I, I think it just means you you read a lot very fast okay so 2020 i think kind of a theme of this episode is going to be that 2020 was different for a lot of us because in all honesty, like how could it not be given everything that's been going on? So the first part of the year obviously was pretty normal for me. Um, I read, a lot of advanced copies. I read my usual thrillers and contemporary, like women's fiction novels, a lot of fantasy. And then the pandemic hit, and I sort of rediscovered my love for apocalyptic fiction and zombies. And I'm not going to talk a lot about zombies because we're going to do an episode about those types of books um, early in the new year. So I don't want to ruin some of the spectacular things that we'll be covering in that episode. But the apocalypse has made up a lot of my reading this year, um, especially in kind of the second half of the year. Um, like Brooke, I tend to read a lot of mysteries, thrillers, novels of psychological suspense. I think the standouts for me in that genre, in those genres, would be um, Winter Counts by David Heska Wandley Wyden, which is a really, really interesting look at life on a Native American reservation and the ways in which the government makes that. Not great, and how that's kind of reflected in a story about crime.
1: I badly um, want to that.
0: Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I also really loved um, the 2020 releases from Liv Constantine, um, The Wife Stalker. Yes, and Amy Malloy did Goodnight, Beautiful, which surprised me in very many ways. Um, Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson is a phenomenal young adult thriller, but probably my favorite young adult thriller this year is All Your Twisted Secrets by Diana Urban,
2: which is kind of a (laughs)
0: locked room mystery that both Brooke and Natalia, um, recommended that I read. And I was so glad that I did. I also really loved The Escape Room by Megan Golden, which Melissa um, had recommended to me, and it was just fantastic. Um, a lot of fantasy for me, although primarily young adult fantasy and urban fantasy, not so much um, like epic fantasy. Um, I concur with Brooke that the new Sarah Jane Moss was absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for more in that series. It's like urban. Fa- it's like an urban fantasy feel. In an epic fantasy novel, and it's yes. just stunning in pretty much every possible way. I thank Mika so much for turning me on to the Megan Sienna Deutsch um, Adept Universe with the Dowser and the Oracle books. Um, I I've hand sold
2: them. it well enough.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you did. I'm even reading it. Yes, oh, nice. those are, they are so very delightful. I have also, thanks to Mika and Natalia, started to read the Chloe Neal um, Chicagoland Vampire series, which I love a lot. Yay! My love for contemporary romances of a certain kind was also kind of reawakened this year. Um, Generally, if I'm going to read romance, it's going to be like historical or paranormal, romantic suspense. But I did discover some really, really lovely contemporaries this year that I'm so glad. I, I read um, The Boyfriend's Project by Farah Rashan, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, the Chai Factor by Farah Heron is also super phenomenal. Um, it has also made me kind of look at some of the contemporaries that have come out in past years and kind of add them to my TBR pile to kind of go back and give those a second look. And I've also read a bit more nonfiction this year than I usually do. Um, I've done some true crime and some memoirs, just some really, really standout things. Um, I was especially blown away by If You Tell by Grega Olson, which is the story of a very, very Violent criminal um, in the, in kind of a small Washington town. Um, it's very hard to oh, read. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, watch oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. Oh,
0: no. Yeah, watch out. Kind of brutal um, in some ways, but just really, really good. I also have to give a nod to my fantastic partner who recommended that I spend some time with the work of Sarah Donati. And so I read um, the first four of her wilderness books. So that is kind of my 2020. And we will see what 2021
3: has in store for us. So I have to say that along with Shannon, my year started out pretty, pretty normal. um, And I was really going along. I, I, did for the first time um, a, a a challenge a reading challenge I never I didn't even know they existed, um, and the, I so I did the Pop Sugar challenge and you know even even with as crazy as the year was I got to within nine of the fifty so for the oh. first time of doing a challenge oh
2: that's so good in twenty twenty awesome.
3: I did really well. Um, I started out and I thought wow if I keep going like this I might even compete with Brooke no I really didn't think that but (laughs) I I couldn't read that many but I was going along as most of us were and then crash boom bang uh, came along uh, COVID-19 because of coronavirus and I I found myself Not sure what I wanted. Um, I I found myself for the first time going into some reading slumps, which never happened to me. I honestly can say never have I not known what to read. I've read and picked up another one and read and picked up another. never had to think about that. But I would for some hours, maybe even almost like 12 hours or so, I would (laughs) wonder what to do. And what I ended up doing was running away very rapidly from anything that had to do with the apocalypse. Um, I never read a lot of apocalyptic stuff anyway, but I live in a house with Shannon, uh, who, (laughs) as she just told you, that's pretty much what she's been doing, so... I, I turned it away so from I, for the
0: zombies this
3: year. <laughs> yes, the zombies. <laughs> that's all I heard. It, they were, they were, they were permeating our home. They were in every room. Um, so <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Uh, I could not, I couldn't even, even if there weren't zombies, I couldn't read about infections, things that it, it just it had terrible effect on, on my uh, psyche. So I, went for th- i found myself being drawn to things that had family in them in a way that i hadn't needed so much quite before family found family uh s- some not i i read all of the saro donati uh series the six book uh wilderness series and i found it just soothed me in every way. I just, I loved it. It was, it's a long, epic, huge uh, work about um, a family who gets intertwined with other families that we follow, but we follow these extraordinary people of uh, all kinds of, you know, of not just white, which is wonderful and strong women, strong women of, of color oh and Family is the backbone. It keeps them together even when they're far apart. They survive incredible things to get back to the family and to get back to the place that they grew up and that they loved and they they, they do just incredible things. Um, I think it was just, I thought it was just a wonderful series. Um, I also found myself, and this is kind of contradictive perhaps, but Karen Rose, I really wanted to finish her uh, her work and catch up. I was very far behind. I don't remember how far, but I probably read about 12 of her books this year. And I say it's, it's contradictory. Victory, because Karen in Karen Rose's books, a lot of people die. It's true; they die they in really, really strange ways. Sometimes Pretty, they die. In, she in has in a very, high body count. She makes yes, a she death does. of
1: family. She, she makes a family of death.
3: Yes, they they die in very uh, not not nice ways. They don't die of viruses, though. However, so I guess I could I could deal. But the right, there's the, no, no apocalypse. Not, just, just there's just no murder. apocalypse. This but, murderous but murderous. oddly enough, the, the contradiction was that was not my takeaway from the Karen Rose books. I read about I read a lot of suspense and I've read a lot of great stuff this year. The other people have mentioned it, um, mentioned some of it. I i love mysteries and I love suspense and so I i i, I love murder. Um, I wonder why Shannon and I are together. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I. <laughs> But what I my takeaway from Karen Rose this year was her ability to write about found family, which yes. I just ate up like like chocolate. Um, I
1: love her she, found family.
3: Yeah, she can do that better that yasmin Gallinoran does a wonderful job of found family as well in the um in the in the other world books but uh karen rose does it with dogs and and that's a really awesome thing for me because i'm a dog person so there's found family and there's found family with dogs and there's warmth and there's connection and there's the ability to do things for people is just amazing. And so I, I really, I took a lot that those were awesome things for me. Those two things are the standouts. I also have to say quickly that I must be the third person in a row to give uh, props to the Sarah J Moss book. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Um, Fantasy and uh, sci-fi are not the biggest for me, but when I like it, I really like it. Um, I loved that. I also liked the, really liked the second uh, and final book, "We Set the World on Fire," uh, duology. Um, yes,
1: it was so good.
3: So, it was. So, so yeah. So I had a little bit of everything. I don't do much romance. Um, there was a wonderful humorous book, Shannon. I wish you would help me because I, I don't remember. Abby Waxman, Um, the The bookish
0: life of Nina Hill.
3: Yes, the bookish life of Nina Hill is sort of more women's fiction than romance. And I really loved it. The wit, the humor, the warmth uh, was wonderful. So I had to I had to be warm and fuzzy this year in a way that um, I, I haven't always. But this year needed that for me. So that's pretty much what I have to say about 2020.
0: Awesome! You did a lot of that kind of catching
1: up
3: with series, like yeah, I did.
1: Like,
0: um, I did. I, yeah, a that, lot of like
1: like the the I think you read of oh back. yeah, yep. Yeah,
3: I yes, I did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Mika, shall you wrap us up this evening? I guess I shall, and I'm. It's going to get a little deep so <laughs> all right um so at the beginning of the year I had a lot of firsts um and I was trekking along with my reading and going trekking downhill and it was beautiful so um what I read before COVID was um I read my first Courtney Milan book yay um I believe the Duchess <laughs> War Um, I kind of read, I typically stick with romance. I don't read a lot of historical romance. So I was pretty surprised that this was one that I read and that I enjoyed immensely. Um, I also read, let's see. I also read, um, the Murderbot books. The first four. (laughs) I read the first one. It was so good. Thank you. I have been trying to hand sell this book to the Book Vistro ladies for a while now, so I'm so glad that you read it. Um,
1: yeah, I read it because there was a there was an eight. You had to do like artificial intelligence or yes. robots or something for uh, one yes. of the uh, Pop Sugar challenges. Yes.
2: And I started off doing the Pop Sugar challenge, but I'm more of an accidental challenge person. So if I read a book and it happened to fit in one of the themes, it was like, oh, hey, bonus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I also read. Um, I read the um, all of the Chicago Land Vampire series um, by Chloe yeah. Neal, and the first book in the Chicago Airs series by her. I also read um, a YA book, um, so The Weight of the Stars by Kay Ankrum, which is this lovely book um, about two girls who really hate each other. Um, <laughs> And but they're able to bond with their love of science and their interest in space. And it was one of those books that the ending was like not quite what I wanted or expected, but it was very satisfying. Um, I read a bunch of these like accidentally inspirational, like the inspirational romances with um with like some romantic suspense kind of tossed in. So, um so I read like a lot of like Navy seal kinds of things and all of them were wrapped around Christmas. So, and one of them had like somebody escaping off of the side of a building in a blizzard. It was really ridiculous and awesome. So, (laughs) um, it was pretty light and really delightful. And I also read, um, I had some more urban fantasy series. So I read the, but Allie Beckstrom, I read that series. Yes. I read the first four. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue, but I think, I think somebody I talked to kind of convinced me to, to keep going. I think that may have been you, Shannon. Um, I, your,
0: I think it was Stacy actually. Cause I think Stacy oh, yeah. got further
2: in it than I have. So that was, um, that was good. Oh, I read the first four in the Kitty Norville series as well. So a lot of like these foundational series that I've never, that I've never really read before. Um, I also read all of the Chicagoland, like the little novellas that came with them and all the little short stories. Um, I reread blaze of memory by Nalini Singh. Oh yes. Um. So, oh, and I read Wild Country
0: by Anne, Bishop.
2: Um, by Anne Bishop. Yeah. So, so that was kind of my reading pre-COVID and then COVID happened and I did a lot of my reading, like commuting to work. So when we had like the stay at home orders come in, I was doing, I was a lot of, um, it was just a lot of being at home. And I just, it was really hard for me to really do any kind of reading because we were just living in such a state of uncertainty and much like, and much like Christine, even if I could find something to read, I didn't know what I wanted, um, because contemporary felt like too much and, um, and possibly like, for me, there was like a little like level of guilt about like, how could I escape in reading when, when like everything in the world felt like it was going wrong and it wasn't just COVID. It was just like so many, one thing happening after the other, after the other. Um, And then I will also just state that I have really been like a massive battle with depression and which like always sucks away my reading. So I don't know why I can't have a kind of depression that manifests in like just reading all day and, and escaping into other worlds. I have to have the one that manifests in like, I can read nothing at all or concentrate on anything at all. Um, but through like an extensive amount of therapy, I have finally started finding my love of reading again. Um, and I have been reading, I've been reading Terry Pratchett. And it's really funny because I, tried the first Discworld book. I did not, I couldn't get into it. I, I couldn't even tell you if it was like good or bad. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't understand what was going on and I was confused. Um, and so I just picked one randomly out of the lexicon and I read um, Word Sisters first, which is about the witches. And then I read Mort and, um, and I finished, and I read Pyramids and I just finished Equal Rights Tonight. Um, which is another witch's book and they are just so fun and delightful and have lots of puns and are just like inspirationally absurd (laughs) like I just I just love all of this I love what I've been reading so far and it's been hitting me in my happy place
0: (laughs) yes Terry Pratchett um, is pretty amazing I'm not usually a fan of like the light fun and quirky kind of fantasy but i think there's something really special about Discworld.
1: i will have to check those out because i haven't actually read any of them yet
2: i would say start with equal rights i think that okay i think it's a good starting place and it's about the witches and and it's just really fun and it's been hitting me in my feelings it's been everything that i've wanted so like for this year like so there's books that you read and then there's like investment books right like so so if you didn't like the first book and but book 2 in the series is really great. I would read further into the series so that you are invested into those characters and then if you want to go and read like the first book then I think it hits it lands differently when you're in, when you're like already invested in the characters then it then it can land sometimes when you're just trying to figure out what it is. And I just want to say that if anyone's going through a book slump, I just want you to know that like It's just totally, it's totally understandable. This year has been a mess, but, but just know that you're not by yourself and that there is another side. There's a way out of it eventually. So sometimes the only way out is through.
0: So before I wrap this up completely, I just want to give a huge congratulations to just the book world at large for really coming up with some great ways to kind of weather the COVID storm. You know, we can't
2: yeah, do the,
0: the book launches and the book conventions and the signings in person the way we have in years past. And I'm just so very impressed with the amount of like Zoom events and other types of online events that publishers and authors and like book conventions have put together to still allow people to share their love of books in a way that is safe and hopefully free of our terrible friend the virus. Right so that brings us to the end of round one of our 2020 year in review. Thank you to Brooke Mika and Christine for chatting with me this evening and kind of breaking down your various perceptions of 2020. Um, Christine has double duty for this episode because she participated, but she will also as always do her fantastic editing. So we appreciate that so very much. And thank you so much to all of you who join us each week as we talk about all the fantastic books that fill our lives.